For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. President Biden will deliver his first prime time address this evening at 5 p.m. to mark his first 50 days in office. Today also marks the one-year anniversary of the World Health Organization's designation of the coronavirus outbreak as a pandemic. Laura Ross-Brown-Tellum reports. President Joe Biden's address tonight marks one year since the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic. I'm going in prime time address the American people and talk about what we've been through as a nation this past year. But more importantly, I'm going to talk about what comes next. He'll lay out the next phase of the response, including a vaccine push, authorizing the purchase of an additional 100 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson single-shot vaccine. When the president speaks tonight, he'll have a big accomplishment to tout. The motion is adopted. The House of Representatives gave final approval to the nearly $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, one of the biggest spending bills since the Great Depression, which Biden is expected to sign Friday. For Pacifica Network and Public News Service, I'm Laura rossbrout The world has recorded more than 2.6 million deaths from COVID-19. The U.S. death toll has topped 529,000, the highest in the world. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Rochelle Walensky said the numbers are starting to decline again, which is good news, although the average number of new reported cases per day remains high at 56,000. Walensky said the number of hospitalizations and daily deaths is also declining. The latest seven-day average is now down to 1,600 deaths per day. Earlier this week, we saw the number of deaths per day drop below 1,000 for the first time since November. All of this is really good news. But Walensky said the number of new cases, hospitalizations, and deaths remains too high. She urged people to remain vigilant while vaccination efforts are scaled up across the country. About one in five Americans say they lost a relative or close friend to the coronavirus. Communities of color have been hardest hit. The AP NORC poll found about 30 percent of African-Americans and Latinos know a relative or close friend who died from COVID-19 compared with 15 percent of white people. The Senate has confirmed three more Biden administration nominees on overwhelmingly bipartisan votes. Ohio Congresswoman Marsha Fudge will head the Department of Housing and Urban Development. North Carolina regulator Michael Regan will lead the Environmental Protection Agency. The Senate also approved Merrick Garland as attorney general. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell voted for Fudge and Garland, but against Regan, and he announced he will not support the confirmation of Deb Holland to serve as Interior Secretary. The Republican minority leader said both Regan and Holland report to, quote, the front lines of the new administration's left-wing war on American energy. Jurors have acquitted an Iowa journalist who was pepper sprayed and arrested by police while covering a protest last May over the Minneapolis police killing of George Floyd. After deliberating for less than two hours, the jurors found Des Moines Register reporter Andrea Sahuri and her ex-boyfriend not guilty on misdemeanor charges of failure to disperse and interference with official acts. Sahuri told reporters after the trial she was relieved by the jury's quick acquittal. She spoke to the Des Moines Register. I think that the jury made the right decision. You know, they made the decision to uphold democracy, a just democracy, the freedom of the press. 
More than 100 groups called for the dismissal of charges last summer, but prosecutors aggressively pursued them. They argued Sahuri and her boyfriend did not comply with police orders to leave the chaotic scene outside of a mall and interfered with the officer who arrested her. Sahuri immediately identified herself as a reporter on assignment, but she was subjected to what she called extremely painful pepper spray blasts and jailed. Japan marked the 10-year anniversary of a magnitude 9.0 earthquake that set off a tsunami which killed more than 18,000 people. It also caused a meltdown at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant, releasing dangerous radioactive substances into the air, water, and land. More than 40,000 people are still unable to return home. Areas near the wrecked nuclear plant are still off-limits due to contamination from the radioactive fallout. Security forces in Myanmar fatally shot at least 10 more people peacefully protesting last month's military coup. The latest deaths came a day after the United Nations appealed to the junta to stop using lethal force against peaceful demonstrators. Amnesty International called it a killing spree. The military also lodged a new unproven allegation of corruption against Aung San Suu Kyi. The leader had ousted in the February 1st coup. I'm Eileen Alfandiri for Pacifica Radio.